Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB, but we are back for another exciting episode. But before I explain and introduce my guests, I would like to remind you of the housekeeping items, which are to log on to the official website, which are TrendingTopicsWithBBPodcast.com. There you will find every link to every platform. Of course, you found it somehow, so thank you for that, as well as the social media links and the latest episodes. And if you want to support this podcast, it would be really greatly appreciated if you check out the merchandise tab and those items because that helps keep this podcast alive. So thank you to those that have checked it out uh, as well as those that are wondering about our merch. Uh, Along those lines, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or any platform where you can leave a favorable rating or comment, please do so. I have seen some new comments and reviews be posted recently, and I appreciate you doing that. It helps this podcast be found by other listeners like you, and it helps the algorithms out there on those platforms. So thank you for those reviews. I really appreciate it, and keep at it, and tell a friend about this podcast. All right, my lovely guest is known as Abco Music, or Abco. She is a house DJ producer, as well as an engineer. Uh, well, former engineer, and we'll get into that into our conversation. Uh, but as you will also notice in this episode, is another live-streamed episode that is currently up on Facebook page. The My Twitch, which is t- twitch.tv slash saxy15, or YouTube if you stooped for the video of this episode. Uh, But that, I wanted to warn you because you also hear our interaction with comments and questions and anything that was coming in through the Twitch chat as well as any comments on the Facebook page. So without further ado, I'll give you my lovely conversation with Abco. Awesome. We are live. Well, welcome to episode 133 of Trending Topics with PB, Abco. I'm glad we could make this happen live, my like monthly live episode. Uh, but before we get into it, I do want to let people know who are just tuning in. Um, you can leave comments and questions. Uh, we'll try to field them as we go if it pops up. So feel free to get in the chat, ask away as we talk about stuff and if anything comes up. Uh, but I want to start with, uh, I've been following you on Twitch for like months. And that's why I wanted to reach out because like what's great about 2020 was the fact that people realized that there's female female DJs out in the world mm-hmm. and I love it. And so before we get into like what Twitch has brought you, can we talk about your background as an engineer and what brought you into DJing and producing and the, sure. the fun that 2020 actually turned out to be? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's funny cause I had like seen your name in my stream and then I, you know, I know people by their usernames, right? And yeah. I got emails from you. So I finally connected the dots. So thank you very much for inviting me. Um, yeah, so my background. Um, so grew up with a lot of music around. My dad's singer-songwriter. Grew up listening to a lot of like James Taylor and Dan Fogelberg and like a lot of like folk kind of music. Um, but I, you know, went through, was good at math and science in college, I um, studied engineering and that was just what I thought was the right thing to do because I was good at math. Um, but I really liked music and I was I played field hockey in college. So I was always the designated person to like make the warm up playlists. And like, I just ha- had kind of always had this like taste in music. I was always making 
mixtapes and all that kind of stuff, but never formally doing anything with DJing, just thought DJing was cool. Um, and yeah, so I went, um, uh, I got a bachelor's and master's degree in mechanical engineering. Um, and when I graduated, I wound up working for Bose, the audio company, because I was like, I really love music, but I have this technical background now. Um, so I went and worked in the corporate world for seven years. Um, and about, was it 2017, I had found out about this really awesome school in Cambridge, Massachusetts called Maven. Um, and it was basically like DJ and music production lessons on the weekends um, and like evenings. So I went to, uh, I'm like, you know what? I really want to learn how to do this. I've just always thought DJing was cool. Um, so I went to these classes and absolutely just fell in love with all of it. I spent basically all my savings to go to all these classes, but I fell in love with it. And it was when I was going through that class and I would, you know, be practicing DJing until like three in the morning or something. And I just remember thinking to myself, I wish I had this passion about my day job. And, you know, it was so, you know, I did the local DJ thing in Boston. You know, you try to network with people. You play a ton of gigs for free to a ton of empty rooms, you know, like it's how we all start. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. Um, I met my now wife, but we met in Boston, um, but she had to move to Maryland for work. So I uh, wound up just, you know, it was kind of the push I needed. I'm like, well, I want to go be with her. And I think I've kind of want to close this chapter of corporate life after seven years. I really want to just try this music thing. Um, and that was what I went off of. I mean, you know, it was really scary, but I, uh, you know, I, I wound up moving over to a sales role for Bose. I already knew everything about the products. Like, well, you know, can work less hours a week and focus more on music. So that's kind of how I got um, onto Twitch because malls closed at the beginning of 2020 and I was working at a mall. So I got on Twitch and it's really a lot has happened in the last year because of Twitch for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my background. I mean, I'm a big nerd. I like techie stuff. I was always into building things and things like that. So um, I think a lot of DJs kind of have that side of them. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I got to where I am now. And I moved to DC and I, you know, gave up corporate life and I'm, you know, still very new in producing my own music. I've been producing for probably about two years now. So I still have a lot to learn and a long way to go with that. But I mean, that is my dream to be, you know, playing festivals and headlining shows and, you know, in the next three to five years, it's really where I'd like to be. So. That's awesome. Most people would be like, I want to quit, but I don't know how to quit. And yeah. I guess 2020 pushed that for a lot of us. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, my whole thing is like, life is too short. You know, the only thing I'm going to regret later in life is not doing something. So I'm, I'm, you know, feel fortunate that, you know, I have a, a partner who is supportive of that, um, you know, cause it's, it's tough being in the music industry period. Um, it's tough to make money as a DJ, no question. Um, but I, you know, that wasn't what I'm, it's not why I'm in it, you know? Um, so it, it was definitely very scary, but 
I always refer to uh, this uh, book by Mark Manson. His name is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I think some people have heard of it. Can I curse? You can. The, it's a podcast. <laughs> um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And he talks about this whole thing called the do something principle. And sometimes you don't actually get motivation until you do something. And then that will trigger motivation. So for me, like to pursue music, it was... I had to quit my job to actually get the motivation to go do that. You know what I mean? And not the other yeah. way around. So, um, yeah. That's yeah. Well, it's just interesting because, I mean, it's, we'll get into like the Twitch world and what's going on, but mm -hmm. it, I've seen, like at the beginning of 2020, I was still working at, in, in, a, in a job that I was just so busy. So I couldn't really get into Twitch at first of 2020. And then I did lose my job because of COVID and like had some savings. So I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do in between jobs. And mm -hmm. I like deep dived into Twitch and now I'm a, as addicted as pretty much everybody else. Yeah, yeah. But like what I've seen happen on Twitch for, for DJs and music and performing arts is like insane. Like it's, it's very cool. It's a very cool, you know, the, the thing I think Twitch brings to the table as opposed to other platforms is community. It's just, it's just a different vibe than you're going to get on, you know, any of these other things where you're passively interacting with someone via like comments or likes or whatever. But when you're live streaming, it's just a totally different ball game. Yeah. And what I've noticed too, is that because live then stopped, obviously what's great about what's happening on Twitch is that we feel, well, me as a fan feels like my money, like if I'm going to sub or, donate or buy merch it's mm -hmm. actually going to the artist because yeah. i feel like when i used to go to shows who was taking a cut of what yeah. and like the way the music industry was built it's been a little bit like wishy-washy on where the money is going mm -hmm. so i kind of feel like twitch is actually doing a service to those in the music industry or those in performing arts or anything that like is related because yeah there seems to be more of a direct relation between like fan artists now, even though we thought there was before it's like. Totally agree. It, it's changed to the point where, and it's also motivating other people. And I think with the year that 2020 and going into 2021, 21 is just the community aspect that you mentioned has helped a lot of people too, because I felt like people were burnt out or they weren't burnt out mm -hmm. or unmotivated or thought that maybe they didn't have it in them to produce or DJ or now there's kind of like a platform for everybody. Yeah, totally. I mean, Twitch is just, it's, it definitely, I think in some ways makes you a little bit more vulnerable because you are reacting, interacting with people in real time. Um, so that kind of puts a spotlight on, on you that you wouldn't get on say, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. Um, but that does create more of a personal connection with all of these people, you know? Um, and it's cool because I was never into, you know, Twitch before COVID happened. Um, but now I kind of like, I get it more, you know? And like, I'm actually like looking forward to like meeting these people now, like when I do have a show and you have a lot more of a reach from live streaming, you know, when you ask your chat, where's everyone listening from? And it's like, worldwide that is like yeah. really freaking cool you know yeah that's what i've noticed it's just the 
the fact that like everybody's tuning in from everywhere that can tune in. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like the FOMO of events is a little bit less, meaning that like you feel like you're included now and like, oh, it's not, oh, I'm not, they're not in my city this week or yep. Yep. I'm not at this festival, so I yep. can't participate. But I and think that is changing too. I don't think, you know, nothing's going to replace the in-person experience, right? Like we all still want to get back to the clubs. We also want to get back to festivals. But I do think that live streaming will play a bigger part in that, um, you know, moving forward. I think that, you know, I want to still continue to stream even when everything opens again. You know, it's not just like, you know, I, I kind of thought that I was, you know, when I first started streaming, I was like, well, I'll just do this for my friends until, you know, but here we are a year later, right? Yeah. And you've built like this whole fan base and community. And like, like you said, you know, you're, you're getting money directly from, you know, strangers on the internet for lack of a better phrase, but that's what it is. Um, But it's, you know, it's just created again, it's just created this community that you're not going to get even at a live show, you know, it's just a totally different experience. So I do think live streaming will have its place. I'm also curious to see if venues wind up incorporating live stream production into their regular shows or, you know, as an aside, uh, business model. I don't really know, but I mean, I definitely am am grateful that you know Twitch has given me an opportunity that I wouldn't have had. You know, I've made connections with people. I ne- you know David Morales today raids my channel, yeah. and like, when would that? You know, it's mind blowing. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because <laughs> he's a legend, and legend. like legendary. And, and the thing is, is like, I didn't realize he had a channel to like a month ago which is ridiculous because i've been on twitch like almost every day but he has his sunday mass and then he has thursdays now i didn't realize he had euphoria on thursday and like what we like we were talking about on the pre-show today i was in his stream when i got up and then you went live so i came to your stream and then i was like oh it'd be so cool if his like 400 people came over to your stream crazy it's the same kind of vibes and then it happened like he raided you this raid thing and i was like this is the best thing ever because like it's crazy and hype train like just the model on twitch is just so genius it is it's really smart it's really smart like the way that it's helping people because it's also the networking possibilities are like insane right now it's insane it's really insane um yeah i i just you know I think that artists are seeing the benefit now of social media more so than before, you know? And I, I also think that now you're starting to see, at least in the, you know, dance music world, you're starting to see the people that like genuinely enjoy DJing, right? Like these people on here that, you know, there's a lot of DJs I feel like that went silent because they want that in-person experience, which I totally get. But I think people that truly love DJing and I am absolutely, I mean, DJing is my first love definitely before production. Um, I'm the same way. I'm more yeah. of a DJ than I am a producer. Yeah. I, I just love to DJ and uh, you know, I think you're seeing the people that are on Twitch now are the people that just genuinely love DJing. Yeah, and then I think it's surprising to people. It's also music fans are like very passionate as it is. And it's now I feel like people don't feel like they're alone. Even in the times of quarantine, they're yeah. like, Oh yeah, I'm on Twitch, I get to hang out, I get to listen to good music. 
welcome people. I see your comments coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what's great. But today's raid, and you've had some other raids this last few weeks. Yeah, too. Justin Martin brought his people over. I've been raided by Dirty Bird. Low Steppa's raided me. He's my buddy now. I raided him. His very first stream or second stream, I raided Low Steppa. He is like one of my favorite producers, hands down. Um, I love that whole defected crew, you know. Um, but I raided him, and I remember him, you know, all these people were so new to Twitch. I raided his channel and everyone's like, what is happening? What is going on? You know, yeah. but it's like made this connection now and it's just cool that, you know, we, there's this thing that we can bond over, whether you're a no name bedroom DJ or like a, you know, globally touring, you know, right. producer. It's just cool. Well, that's what I think is interesting about it. Though. Let's talk about like, I want your opinion on this. Cause I was talking to friends about this recently is because of Twitch, do you think specifically with DJs and electronic music, there's kind of this, not a disconnect, but I would say, like we mentioned, there's some DJs that are embracing it and some that aren't based on how they feel about what's going on. And it's kind of put everybody kind of on the same playing field, even though 100%. There's, there's also, there's a David Morales and then there's other people that are just starting. But what's great about it is I think it, the, the, I think that it's going to change the industry because in for good though, in terms of putting people on the same playing field, because yeah. I think the idea of the headliner and the, the openers while great, it's worked forever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily determine love of DJing or love of choosing the correct music for the mood or yeah. whatever it may be. So what is, what is your thoughts on those that are just like, oh, we're just going to go back to no Twitch and whatever? Like, Yeah, no, it's funny you say that because when I f first started on Twitch and my channel kind of first started to grow, that was like the real like thing that clicked for me. I was like, we are all in the same space right now. You know, it's really hard to be a music producer and just make a living off the music that's being streamed, right? So it's you know, you have to play shows to, to make money to some extent. Um, but Twitch has just put us all on the same exact playing field. And I think it's, it's really been able to showcase the talent that's out there that hasn't gotten a chance yet or hasn't made the important connections yet, you know? Right. And it's really cool. I mean, I think Twitch still has a way to go when it comes to like the algorithm for finding people, like, unless, you know, people aren't going to scroll down pages and pages to find right you know, so it, it can be tough especially now it's become very saturated i mean there's no question there's a million djs on twitch now i started streaming like two days into quarantine and i just didn't stop and i think that consistency is kind of what helped push my channel um but i was unemployed you know i was like well what else am i gonna do my wife and i i mean we've redid this entire room i bought so much gear um but you know, it's paid off. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not complaining, but yeah, it's definitely, um, we're, we're on the same playing field. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens when, you know, shows happen again. Um, you know, I hope that there's been some, you know, more local DJs that have been discovered or, you know, get bookings that they wouldn't have otherwise, or, you know, what have you. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Well, another thing I want to talk about is you've been one of the founders of Finn House Fridays. And since this is Thursday and tomorrow's Finn House Friday, let's talk <laughs> about how 
that has grown immensely and what it, the nonprofit has done for so many women. Yeah, I mean, I found, so I didn't even know of LPGOB. I, ca I cannot believe I never heard of her. Her and I have very similar tastes, I think. You know, we like our piano house vibes. Um, and I found her on Twitch one day and I remember being like, this chick is a badass. I'm like, who is she? I'm like, this femhouse thing she's doing is awesome. Um, so I just like shameless Instagram DM'd her and I was like, yo, I saw you on Twitch. You're awesome. You're a huge inspiration for like all the female like producers, DJs out there. And then, you know, shortly after that, they they decided to organize this Friday raid thing with other female DJs on Twitch. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's really grown. It's very cool. Like everyone looks forward to Friday now. It's so cool, you know? And I like now that, you know, they're switching up the lineup and changing out people every week. Like, I think it's good. It's healthy um, to get that like viewership and rotation. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, Femhouse, it's so cool. It's so cool. LP is just awesome. And Xander is awesome. And Elena, who helps run it, just awesome. I'm actually going to be doing, which I don't know if they're watching, but I owe them a, um, I'm going to do a YouTube tutorial, like breakdown on one of my tracks that I've produced because oh, they're awesome. on their YouTube page. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. And uh, I know that they have the Femhouse uh, Pandora station now under Diplo's Revolution, which is so dope. LP, if you're listening, I want to say on that radio station. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, I mean, she's really grown. And, uh, you know, I've seen Sophie Tucker a bunch and I had just never realize that there was that relation there but it's just it's so cool they have made a whole community you know really it's just so cool the way the the freak fam you know sophie tucker's group of of people have you know they've had a zoom room open now for like 300 days it's crazy it's just so cool it's something that you know you're only getting because of this whole live stream you know model that we're all living in right now so yeah i mean it, it's grown definitely. I, I'm, you said rotation now of a lineup because there's just so many awesome DJs. I know, I know. That's what they've had to uh, this year. I think they've realized that like it's really a lot of people want to be involved, and it's great. It's you know, it's not a, a bad problem to have. Um, so you will see more a little bit more changing in the lineup every week. But yeah, it's Femhouse is dope. I know they, uh, you know, they're doing they're doing really awesome work. I also heard that they're starting a scholarship fund, so I know a lot of the donations are going to help fund their scholarship now that they are going to be doing. So it's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, for those that are listening, don't know what Funhouse is. It's a nonprofit dedicated into helping people of non-binary or women who are into the technical side of DJing and producing. It. Did I get that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's just been really cool every friday that like it's just this stacked lineup of yeah. awesome dj and everyone has their own flavor you know like i love it it's cool and i'm really looking forward to like going to travel these places and like meeting these other awesome women and hopefully you know doing a back-to-back -back set somewhere or whatever i would think it you know i hope lp can organize some sort of like femhouse festival i think that would be dope because yeah lineups lineups out. need a little more diversity that's for sure Definitely. That's the other thing is like another thing about what I mentioned earlier about great about Twitch is that women do exist in DJing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I know we knew that with some of the big names, but yeah. like I think people don't realize and need to like the the inclusion of it all that needs mm -hmm. to happen. And yeah. so it, it's cool that it's it's people are finding yeah. out that there's some talent that is on the other side and mm -hmm. that maybe lineups do need to change for the better in the future. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, LP is doing great work, so I'm here for it. I love the comments coming in. I see you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you're agreeing about Fem House. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about your productions because I know you have a release coming in two weeks. Yes. So talk about how that came about because yeah. So I mean, I like I said, I've only really been producing seriously for about two years. Um, I still have a lot to learn. I know it's it's a long journey to become a good producer. Um, and I've, you know, I self-released a few stuff, a few tracks, like, I guess it was like the end of 2019 into early 2020, if that's right, was when I was finally like, this stuff is okay enough for me to release. So I just released it on my own just to kind of get my name out there and just kind of see what people thought. Um, and then I had met, I like don't even remember now, I'm going to have to talk to Mike about this, but I met Mike Freak through... Um, I guess it was through Headroom. So Headroom is this really, really awesome thing they were doing in DC. And I really miss that group of people. But um, Flash, which is an awesome nightclub in DC, they hosted once a month a thing called Headroom and local producers could submit their music to be listened to on the club sound system. And you got feedback from one another. Um, I was usually the only chick there. Uh, but you know, I I I came to DC not knowing anybody. I I didn't know a soul down here. I just and I'm not like the most social at first, like you know. But I was like, I need to meet people in the music scene. So I found out about Headroom and I started going. And Mike Freak was it Mike Freak? Yeah, he did a um, they did a remix contest for Mr. Wright, who used to be in DC. He now runs Deep Tech out in San Diego, but. He, um, I did a remix contest for his track and it was on Funk Trap Records, which is Mike Freak's label. So that's kind of how I got connected to Mike. And he had kind of been one of my mentors just in production. Um, so I had this idea I had. So for people that have heard the track, I've played it. I mean, it, we made it, I don't even know how many months ago now, but I kind of had this like you know, I love me a good classic piano house. So I kind of had this piano groove. I had found these vocal samples that just worked really well together. Um, and I was like, it needs some more. I don't know. I sent it to Mike and he's like, let's collab on it. So he put his flavor on it and we went back and forth for probably about 40 or so iterations of the track. Um, and we were like, yo, we're like, this is a proper tune right here. Really, really, you know, we, we felt good about it. Um, and we sent it, you know, we started with the big labels and we sent it to a couple big labels that we really like. Um, and we got a, a couple no's, so he was a bit disappointed. I was just like, hey, I made a good track. You know, he's been in this game a lot longer than I have, but, you know, a bit disappointed. Um, but he helps run Quantize Records, which is DJ Spen's label. Um, and Spen, if you're not watching his streams, you need to check out his streams. They're awesome. Um, and Mike Freak just sent it to him. And I remember Mike Freak sent me a screenshot of his text conversation with Spen. And he was like, yo, I love that track. Can we sign it? And I was like, damn. I was like, that's cool. If Spen wants your track. So we're in the process now of, you know, getting the release together. Spen did an awesome. He actually did two remixes on it. He did like a deep house, like dub and then a vocal edit. So those three will be coming out on the release on the 26th. Um, and we're feeling good about it. I mean, I released a track last summer on Mike Freak's label called I'll Never. And it 
hit like number two in the the beatport charts which i was like what the heck but i really think it was because of the twitch community that i had had at that point in time and people were like ordering my track you know it, it was just it was just really cool so i'm hoping that the the twitch community um you know supports this one too but we're really really stoked about uh about the release of this one uh they we was going to come out next friday but they're pushing it a week but there's um we might do some press stuff on it so i'm excited i think this will be now i'm like oh crap i really got to start working on some other stuff because the one thing that i've still been trying to navigate in production is finding my sound you know and i think it will evolve over time but uh i if anyone here knows two tales he's an awesome tech house producer i made like a techno remix for him for another remix contest and I was like, should I really release techno when I want to make house music? But I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put it out under my name. But I thought about like creating a whole other alias because, you know, I still want my Abco brand to be somewhat specific. You know, Abco as a producer, I want people to have kind of a certain idea of what kind of music that is, um, which I think I've kind of found my sound with DJing. But as a producer, I'm still, I feel like very, you know, freshman in it that I, I, I have a long way to go in terms of, you know, sound design and, and finding my kind of unique sound. But I just said I want to get good at making generic house music first. So that's that's the path I'm on. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody on Twitch leaving comments. Uh, their feedback is, is your track is dope. So <laughs> I see you, DJ. I am. Awesome. So I guess my question is, the that that story of like community and and networking that twitch has brought mm -hmm. is great in terms of like finding people to that like your tracks um mm -hmm. another interesting thing that you do that i love because we're kind of around the same age is you do 90s like yeah like I sets and it brings me back to when i found dance music when in the 90s mm -hmm. and what's great is it like you've I thought, you know, people think of the 80s and the like the, the 70s, but now the 90s are oldies. So yeah. when I when you do those sets, I'm like, oh, nostalgia, like mm -hmm. 2.0. And mm -hmm. what, what it, the feedback that you've gotten on your like 90s sets, because I know there's other DJs like Janice Lerman does like amazing. Janice Lovering is, he is unreal. He is such a phenomenal DJ to watch. Like as a DJ, I love watching him DJ. He's very good. Um, you know, I... I was, when I first started DJing, I bought myself a little tiny controller, I think with like my first tax return, you know, like the first year I had like a big girl job and I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. Tried to watch, tried to figure it out on YouTube. I could not find, figure out how to beat match. Um, but I was kind of getting into electronic music at that time. Um, and I got into, you know, house Sorry, I forgot where I was going with that train of thought there. Oh, there was a point to that. The DJ in the 90s. Yes. So when I started taking, that's right. So when I started taking those classes in Boston, we kind of took a step back and I actually learned on control vinyl, which is my first time actually mixing on turntables because I was just using a little tractor controller. Um, and we did a lot of more open format stuff. And it's also a lot easier to get open format gigs than, you know, just to be a house DJ. So I had messed around for a while of playing some open format stuff, 
So when I came over to Twitch, I'm just, you know, I like to switch it up for me and it tests my chops for sure because mixing house music is a completely different ballgame from mixing, you know, non-DJ edit, super heavy vocal tracks. It's a totally different game. Um, but I have fun with it, you know, and I, I think, I think, you know, now that millennials are not like the youngest generation, I guess I, we appreciate, you know, our throwbacks, our nineties and two thousands, which by the way, one of my good buddies just hooked me up with a bunch of nineties and early two thousands hip hop and R and B. So I will certainly be digging through that and doing more sets like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like switching it up. I love, I love good old house music. There's no question, but I enjoy doing those, those throwbacks. Yeah. I mean, it gets me going. Uh, Cause like a lot of those songs, I feel like I've heard a lot and then like you don't hear them or you've heard like remixes for a while, but you don't remember the original mixes. And then you play the original mixes and you're like, oh, this is why we love this music. Because yeah. So and that's why like even in, ho in house music, I and my my viewers on Twitch know like I love me a good sample from my childhood, you know, like give me a Destiny's Child sample, pitched down, pitched up, chopped up, like whatever, like I am here for it. I love that stuff. And I definitely think it's like the nostalgia thing, but it is fun to go back and like play the originals, you know? Yeah. And it, it I don't know, it gets people going in the chat and then everybody brings it up like, do you remember Pogs? I remember we had that conversation a mm -hmm. few streams ago mm -hmm. and then it was like, oh yeah, the nineties. Yep. Um, so yeah, like, the chat's going wild over there about mm -hmm. uh, our chat over here. So I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, in terms of like, what do you suggest for people? Do you, like you went to, took some classes on mm -hmm. how to DJ and produce. Yep. And I know we've talked about Finhouse and how that's helping people learn and, you know, to DJ yeah. and produce. Yeah. What is your thoughts? I mean, a lot of people can't not work right now to like go to school, but there's also these other options of other classes. And I know a lot of DJs and producers are offering their own like master classes, not the master class, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your thoughts about, you know, how people want to approach it? Because myself, yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting into DJing myself, but it's mm -hmm. been a long time coming. And then now it's like, well, why not try it out? So, yeah, I mean, it's, there are a lot of classes out there that can be really expensive. I mean, YouTube is your friend. There's no question. Um, it's just for me personally, I had a very hard time learning how to DJ just watching a YouTube video. Um, that's really why I needed to go in like in-person instruction. That's just how I learn. Um, but in terms of like free stuff, YouTube is definitely, I mean, there's probably a lot more on there now than even a few years ago. Um, but, you know, IO Music Academy, um, I've taken a production class through them taught by Pat Locke. Um, they're really reasonable classes. Um, they focus more on production. Um, and yeah, I mean, there are some I've seen. So Tizzy, DJ Tizzy, she is also one of the Femhouse uh, ladies. Uh, she's been doing kind of like some DJ instruction on, on one of her weekly streams, um, which is really cool. Um, so there are definitely a lot of resources out there. There's some you know, I'm I'm a little more familiar with online resources for um, music production. I think Skillshare is one of them, or Skill Success is one of the websites that I've used for Ableton stuff. Um, but there really is a lot of good content on YouTube too. Um, so yeah, I mean that would be my my first recommendation. And now, and that's kind of also why like 
I have my camera angle that for anyone that's watched my stream, the camera angle I have is so, you know, high up. So like people can see what I'm doing, you know, um, there's a lot you can learn. One, one YouTube series that I actually really recommend. Um, I don't listen to much of his music, but Layback Loop does some really yes. great tutorials called In My Mind, where he kind of talks about what he, he's thinking as he's mixing, which is just like, it's just really, even as an experienced DJ, like it's really cool to watch that. And it's great for like any beginner DJ too, to like kind of understand, because that's the one thing I feel like we're missing in like the DJ community. It's like, okay, you can understand how to beat match. You can learn all these different technical techniques, but I think there's something else that's kind of missing, like more of the psychological aspect, you know, of DJing. And, you know, I talk about this all the time with my DJ friends, like, you know, 90% of it is track selection and context of where you are and what time of day is it? And, you know, what's the demographic? And that is way more important in being a good DJ than like, being able to do insane technical stuff, in my opinion. You know, I, I think, you know, back in the day when they had way simpler equipment, it was all just about creating a vibe, you know, and I still think it just comes down to that. It's it's understanding the context around, you know, a set you're about to play, or, you know, what you get booked for. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that too, especially on what, what, that's the other thing about that's good about Twitch and the raids too is that everybody tries to raid the same type of DJ or close, which it depends on your opinion on it. But yeah, I, I like mean, to switch it up. I mean, with you know where we raid to, or you know, um, I think it's you know it's important to see like or support you know smaller streamers bigger streamers people that play different music um but yeah i mean it is kind of nice when you're able to like read into something that's like on the similar like plane um, yeah and then you have david morales read you today and then it was like insane um crazy yeah so <laughs> all the way from italy like he lives in italy and you're in dc and it's just, i know it's, it's just insane. so cool that's like it's like i really hope that i get to connect with these people like once, you know, we can travel again and it's just, it's just, Twitch has just brought me something that I just never thought would ever happen to me. You know, I, I had, you know, no clout to my name at all when I started this really, you know, I'm, I'm still just at the very beginning of my music career for sure, you know, but I want to keep doing this. I know that I, you know, I'm already 30, but I'm just starting and that's fine. You know, like it's, like I said, life's too short. And I know if I didn't do it, I would just, I would regret not doing it later on. So I'm going to stay away from engineering as long as I can. <laughs> nice. Well, to kind of go back about something you said about laid back Luke. Yeah. I went to winter music conference in 2019 and yeah, he did a DJ tutorial masterclass at that. Awesome. And then I was, then I got addicted to his videos that you were talking about because it's so, yeah. I don't think a lot of DJs when they are teaching, they do it like he does where it's like, he, he's willing to tell you what's going through his mind as yeah. he's doing it. And then it makes kind of more sense because mm -hmm. just knowing the knobs and everything else is great, but yeah, there's a big psychological aspect to DJing for sure. Um, you know, like even when people talk about, you know, killing a dance floor, like, what does that mean? How do you know if you're a new DJ, yeah. you're like, how do you describe that? You know? And I, I do think that that laid back Luke does a good job of like going into some more of those kinds of details and not just the technical stuff. Right. And I also think that like, like we were talking about earlier about 
the structure of headliner versus opener. And what happens if you're a new opener and you don't know that like the headliner doesn't want you to play their tracks because they're going to be playing their tracks or their remixes of their tracks and then you do and then uh oh yep you don't get booked again because you're yeah. not reading the room or whatever so yep. there's it's a lot of context yeah there's a lot to it that i feel like there needs to be more out there around that kind of stuff maybe i need to do this yeah i mean but <laughs> i thought I about have... starting a podcast you should i don't know yeah Twitch well too busy. Yeah, well, and I started this podcast almost nine years ago, and it's just been a journey of meeting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, with technology has even changed since I started the podcast. Now I can do it to Twitch like we are right now. That wasn't even a thing in like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's great. Um, Killed with kindness is really going deep here about <laughs> some comments. So let's talk about that because you just had that big, they're like radathon. Oh, that was and, so fun! That was so fun. Yeah, let's I, talk uh, about that because yeah. So I, it's it's interesting interesting to see like the things that have come about because of quarantine, um, and it was just a really cool idea that this virtual DJ stages. They're like, we should make a store for all these DJs. Everyone on Twitch has a green screen, right? Like make a dope setup. So it was, uh, I think the, the, we were talking about this today. They're, uh, the virtual DJ, DJ stages, uh, website is now live and you can like buy them. It's so dope. So, you know, they made me a custom one and I got to, you know, send them in a set for that, for that festival. And it was so cool. I'm excited. I want to do that again for sure. So hopefully I, um, can make it out to the West coast before the year is over. And I would love to do another, uh, set actually in the, in their studio. So it, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my wife about this today. It's, you know, cause some of these things you get approached to do, they want a pre-recorded mix or whatever um, for even, you know, for some of these streaming things. And I feel way more uncomfortable when I know I'm just recording myself and I'm not live. I feel way more comfortable when I'm like live, which I feel like people would think there's like more pressure, you know, when you have, hundred people watching you on a Twitch stream, but I get way more nervous and I'm like, we'll start over 50 times when I'm just recording a set by myself and I'm not live. Well, cause I think you're, well, you're not getting feedback from the chat that mm-hmm. you're used to. And also there's no vibe. You're doing it to yourself. So you're recording and then, you know, that's the vibe that's going to be up forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's probably why, because with your sets as they go, you're just, knowing the vibe yeah but, it, but when there's nobody watching you live then you're like well what do i want to do how do i want to set this up and yeah yeah so much like you said psychological yeah I, I i hate recording uh yeah sets like by myself in this room it's just funny even though i'm by myself in this room all the time but i, I prefer the uh the chat in there it just i don't know it makes me more comfortable yeah, I mean, you also have the cool thing about yours because you have dogs and you've incorporated yes. your dogs into the big part of the stream. Yes, and and so like, I think just like everybody's flavor on it, like they're it's different per DJ. Everybody has their different overlays or different themes mm-hmm. or different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've been in um, what's his name on on Twitch, Nick Styles. Not familiar. DJ Nick Styles, he 
he he streams every night, so seven days a week, but each one has a theme. And he's like hype man DJ extraordinaire. So he's on these turntables and he's like shouting out the whole time. He has dance commands. So he'll do like the running man and body rolls and like that's fun. So like that's what I'm saying is that Twitch has let people's personalities come out. Yeah, and- definitely. I mean, I think it's you know the number of DJs now. It's it, it's you know I don't even know how many more there are. You know, I started in March and it was a much different seen then than it is now on twitch for sure um and yeah i think you know especially if you're just trying to start streaming now you really have to go like above and beyond to be like okay what makes me stand out from like these pages and pages of djs that are on this platform now um and you know it was just kind of funny because when i first started streaming and i've been telling my chat that i want to do this but i uh I want to just do a watch party of my very first stream, just so people can see what the stream used to look like. And if you saw a stream that looked like that now, you'd be like, this is trash. I'm going to go find a way cooler stream to watch. Um, but I also feel overproduction now is a little bit, takes away from it. Like everybody that has green screen, sometimes it gets, the visuals get too much sometimes. Not you, but like. I, Heather- I, I would honestly say that I feel like mine is overproduced now. Cause it's like the dog came and like, there's like a lot going on. And I know some people just come, they just want music and just music, but you know, again, everyone's personality has shown through and I, I see killed with kindness here. So something about the dogs on the screen, like that's what, that's what I tell people that are starting streaming. Like, what do you want to click on? What, you know, what makes you click on a thumbnail? That's like the big thing on YouTube, right? It's like all about the thumbnail. Thumbnail design is like most important, right? But I think the same thing for Twitch. It's like, what what looks good? Um, when I started streaming at the beginning, I spent a ton of time on YouTube. I learned about lighting. I learned about, you know, just different aspects of streaming. There's so many resources out there now. So many on how to make a good stream and this and that. And again, you know, I'm a, a bit of a nerd. So I went all out and, you know, we've got monitors on the wall and, you know, studio lights that I made, you know, from Home Depot. And that's just, you know, it's, but again, production value is really, I mean, the game is up to an insane amount now, but I think that's what kind of helped my channel grow in the beginning because I had got in, I think, to the Twitch DJ world early enough and I had kind of learned as I went and I was able to kind of find my brand on Twitch, if you will, early on. and you know, people have come back for that. And I know the dogs are a big part of it, but it's just fun. You know, we're just playing good music. Like that's, you know, that's all. I just want good vibes. Everyone's cooped up, you know? So that's, that's what I, why I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a good thing, but I also feel like now it's, it's a little bit of a competition about the production for some, not, Everybody. I mean, definitely. Everyone's trying to one-up each other, you know, who has the best visuals or whatever. Um, I kind of like that I don't have a green screen behind me because, you know, I've watched other streamers' YouTube videos and it's like my room has like pers- a personality to it, right? Like people can see a little bit more like into my life when they like see like my workspace, you know, as opposed to just me being in front of DJ decks with whatever behind me. Um so I kind of like that and it works for me, you know, and I, I feel like it, it invites people into like into my studio, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Can we talk about your New Year's 24 hour stream real quick? God, that uh, was, that was. I, there were so many streams on New Year's, but I popped into yours for like mm -hmm. six hours and I went to some and then I came back to yours because I knew yours was going to be closer to when I was going to be a New Year. Yeah. But let's talk about that. And I know you're not the only one doing 24 hour or more yeah. online, but talk about that experience and how crazy it's. Yes. A 24 hour stream, not recommended. Let's start with that. Um, it seemed like, so a lot of gamers will do this, right? It's commonplace, I think, on Twitch already for people to do 24-hour streams. Mind you, all of these people sit down when they do it, right? But you're like, oh, I could DJ Someday, for 24 yeah. Like, I think a lot of, at least, like, gamers, right? Like, you're used to sitting. It's a very different, I mean, I had, people saw, I had freaking compression socks on. Like, my calves were hurting. But, you know, the way it came about is that Twitch added this feature called Community Challenge, where people pool their channel points together to, you know, whatever it may be. But I decided, I'm like, okay, let's see if people can raise enough for me to do a 24 hour stream. So they did, of course. And I'm like, all right. I was like, well, you know, maybe it's just a good idea to do it on New Year's because there's a little more adrenaline that would keep me going because of the excitement of New Year's. So I was like, let's just celebrate around the world. And man, that was hard. That was mentally tough. You know, I think the longest stream I had done before that was like 14 hours or so. And that was like tough, but like we're usually awake for 14 hours, right? In a normal day, you know, right. give or take. So that wasn't too bad, but I am not a night owl. Like that's not me. I'm I'm in bed by like 10 30, 11 o'clock every night. I'm not I'm not one to especially when like people like always produce like wee hours of the night and morning, like not me. Just get me up at seven, I'll have a cup of coffee and then I'm like can start work. That's why I started that stream so early in the day. Cause I was like, I know I just need to get up and go. Um so you know, we had my wife very good, kept me caffeinated and fed, and then you know, by about the 2 a.m., 3 a.m. mark, because I had started at 8 a.m. the previous day, that's when I started to feel it. And hour like 20 hit, and I saw that I, you know, I had a countdown timer going the whole time. And when hour like 20 hit, I was like, I can't do this. My wife was in bed and I went up to her. I literally left the stream for a second and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I don't think I can like get through the four more hours. So it got tough, but like the chat was like, there were like 300 people in there and they're like, come on, you can do it. I wound up putting on a mix for like maybe 20 or 30 minutes just so I could sit down. So I feel like I cheated you guys a little bit, but man, that was, I, I don't want to do that again, really. Um, but half of the money I raised, we donated to the Capital Area Food Bank. So we were able to provide like 2000 meals to people oh, wow. in DC. So it was awesome. Like, it was for a good cause. Um, so I, you know, the community was, was awesome. Um, that was really great. So I, oh yeah, I see eights. I had people telling me dad jokes. Like I just needed that like mental stimulation, but it was tough. Like, I mean, I sat for maybe, maybe an hour total. Um, so it was just demanding on my body, you know, even just dancing around a little bit that adds up, you know, so my calves were cramping and I would, I, I've, probably never really pulled an all-nighter like that like ever in my life before so I think if I were to ever do it again I think at like hour like 18 or 19 I just need to like 
pound Red Bull. Just be like, you just got to get through this. But I was, you know, I played it very safe. I didn't have any, I don't think I had any energy drinks. I had some cold brew, like, and that was it. Um, and maybe like a caffeine supplement, but that was all I, I had. And it was fun. I mean, we went through all types of music. I played a bunch of house, obviously, but come midnight, we were playing the crazy club remixes of whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've actually seen a few do long streams and it's just, I feel like everybody gets to that breaking point where it's like, Oh, I, this is painful, which, yeah. which is funny. Cause you think that like when you're partying, you can last. Yeah. But it's I just think different when there's you're by yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it just, but it was for new year's. So it was great that you did around the yes. world new year's. Cause yes. it was fun. I definitely think that that helped a little bit like to get me through it. Um, but I swear I slept for like 36 hours after that. Like I took a shower right after, and then I think maybe I ate something and then I passed out. Like it was, I, I swear it was almost like 36 hours. I think I woke up at one point to eat, but it was a whole day and a half of recovery in bed. So I will not be doing that again anytime soon. Although I did tell my people that. Maybe I'll do a 12 hour stream. I can, I could handle a 12 hour stream. Um, Cause we're about a month out from me hitting my one year anniversary on Twitch, which is crazy that it has been an entire year now. Yeah. I mean, I'll you're celebrate. also like almost 10,000 followers, right? On Twitch. We're getting, we're creeping up on that 10 K it's crazy. It's so fun. Like to see people like come back and they're like, Oh my God, like this channel's grown so much. I was followed follower number 300 and you sent me stickers and you know, like, it's just cool. Um, you know, I feel very grateful. I've tried to stay true to myself. I know my stream is, you know, a little quirky with, you know, all the features. And now I have all the camera do all this like fun stuff, but I'm just a nerd like that. I'm just having fun with it. Um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. So as long as I'm enjoying it, you know, I, I think there's an aspect to streaming that some people feel obligated to act a certain way or do something because these people are giving you money and you kind of feel like, this like circus monkey, you know, of like do something, you know. Um, but I've just tried to stay true to myself and you know, I'm having fun with it. So it's the most important thing. I think that's that's why you're you know, you've got this community is because mm -hmm. it doesn't seem fabricated. It doesn't seem like you will leave once shows come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like obviously you'll want to get booked, but You'll still yeah. have a community on Twitch that you'll do in between shows. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to leave this platform, uh, you know, by any means, you know, for any significant amount of time or anything. I've, I've met a lot of awesome people. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, I think, I think, you know, when I look at my, my metrics, you know, even of just viewership in the last year, and there was a bit of a dip last summer. And I know that we were still all under quarantine, but I think more people were outside in general when the weather was nicer. Right. So I am curious to see what happens to Twitch uh, in the music space in the next couple months, especially, you know, now as people are getting the vaccine and, you know, by summer, I imagine things will start opening up again. Um, but I still think Twitch will have its place. Um, so we'll see. Awesome. Well, that went by fast. Um, <laughs> before, well, everybody on Twitch already follows you, but for those <laughs> listening to this, when this goes up in the podcast form, uh, your Abco music everywhere on social media, correct? Yes. And that was one of the reasons I picked the name Abco. So that's my dad's nickname for me, um, Abco. 
Uh, and when I was in those DJ classes, they're like, you need a DJ name. And I'm like, well, I'll just use Abco. It's what my dad calls me. And it just so happened to be available on like every social media platform. So a lot of people will call me Abco Music. Like they think that's like the whole name, but it's just Abco. Um, that's awesome. Well, yeah. Oh, before we go, actually, let's talk about your dad's stream around the Christmas. Time. Oh my God. That was so fun. My dad loved it. Denny loved it. We'll definitely do more of that. I mean, my dad, he's a music guy, you know, he is the music influence in my life. There's no question. And he was the one that always told me, you know, I was I was an athlete growing up, you know. I played multiple sports a season. I played Division One sport in college. I was always an athlete, and he was the one that said, "He's like, you know, sports are only going to last so long in your life. Music will last forever." You know, my dad's in his sixties now, and he's still like, "I just just needs that one. I just need to have that one big song, you know." Like, and he's still like a kid about it, and that's just like the power of music. I think it's so cool. But yeah, he loved it. He came here for um, for Christmas he came down from Jersey and uh, I was like, dad, let's do a stream. But he was like rehearsing. Like he was so nervous. It was so funny, but he was rehearsing in the studio and we like had to get everything right. And yeah, he had a blast with it. So we'll, we'll, we might do more of that. I just thought it was awesome. And it also proves that we don't see a lot of performing arts on Twitch. So it was nice change yeah. Yeah. to see your dad performing. Well, yeah, it was fun. Dad co. Yeah, as everyone calls it, dad call. Dad call. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode. Uh, you can listen, re-listen to this in the podcast form, and the videos will be up everywhere. And thank you, Abby or Abco, for joining me on this oh, episode. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Awesome. So, see everybody next time on Trending Topics with BB, and I look forward to seeing you in Twitch, everybody, or wherever. Yes. So. Have a good night awesome. or day.